another fair and honest game of Bible Bee played today. <laughs> Me versus Matthew Garnett of uh, In Layman's Term podcast. We'll see who wins that. And then we get to hear about Matthew's pro- It's What a great project. Stay tuned. Table Talk Radio. A radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I, I like how he ran in the room thinking that you accidentally articulated baptism incorrectly. Like, <laughs> Wait a minute. You're mistaken. He said, to me, he said, you sound like a heretic. Right. Yeah. It wasn't like, boy, they must be playing a game where they're articulating someone else's belief. It was, I think Pastor Wolfmiller is off his rocker. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little bit disturbed that you think that I would actually teach that about baptism. <laughs> and it's so, 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 so deserves to be crunched. I mean, mega crunch. <laughs> so, uh, you guys put the mega, mega crunch. crunch on the song. That would be awesome. <laughs> Keep uh, preaching the word. Passes. Keep it mediocre. Mediocre and hilarious. Getting the low point of your day out of the way. This is Table Talk Radio. And That's that eat the frog motto. You know the eat the frog? No, I don't eat frogs. You got to... The first thing you got to do is eat the frog. That's some some guy thought about that. The first thing in your day should be the hardest thing on your to do list. Then the rest oh, of the right, day is right. piece of cake. Yeah, eat the frog. Was that? Uh, That's Table Talk Radio. Eat the frog. Was that uh, Tim Ferriss? No. Someone no, else? some other guy. I don't believe in it though. Okay. What do you do? You you, you uh, procrastinate. procrastinate. Leave, leave the hardest thing for last, so it makes sure you never have to do it. That's a good I make sure that the things that I want to do are sort of important, so that the thing, I, so that I can neglect the things that I have to do with a good conscience. That's my strategy. There you go. All right. Well, in the, today's <laughs> edition of Table Talk Radio, we've got a great lineup for you today. After buzzwords like and advice looking at your emails, we're gonna uh, bringing a special guest on the line to uh, play Bible B against Pastor Wolf Miller. This is my favorite game. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've uh, got a Bible around here. Oh, I don't need one. I'm the victim of this supposed, again. You're not supposed to cheat, so don't worry about it. Good thing I'll, I've got it memorized. I got my Bible in hand, ready to go. But first, we gotta do okay. some buzzwords. So, what's your what's your buzzword, Pastor Wolf? My buzzword for you is "Sword of the Spirit." Remember that "Sword of the Spirit." That's the last of all the ar- equipment that Paul lists under the title "The Armor of God" that we are to be equipped with, so that we'll be able to stand, stand fast against the plots, schemes, and wiles of the devil. And the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. This is one of the big problems in the church today, is that we separate the Word of God and the Spirit of God. So the Word's over here, the Spirit's over there. They're distinct, they're separated. And uh, it's a big deal. It's a big problem. We don't want to do that because the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. And we wield that sword in prayer. This is an amazing thing to think about. Paul says, I take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying at all times, so that the way that we use the sword is through um, is through prayer. So, sword of the Spirit. All right, got it. My buzzword for you is multilingual. It's um, uh, you know, actually four possibilities here. So it's uh, a quadlingual uh, buzzword. Whoa. So wow. you, you could just give us the English uh, mystery would be one, one option. Uh, you could give us the Greek, musterion. That would be another possibility. You could give us the Latin, sacramentum, or its corollary, sacrament. So 
For each of those that you get, I'll give you 125 points, adding up to a possible total of 500. Whoa, dang. <laughs> now, so here's we went to a corn maze the other day, and you know how I, I thought what a maze the way you would finish a maze is by getting out the other side. But this corn maze was not like that. It had all these checkpoints. You had to go to each checkpoint in there. The maze we went to was was four point nine miles long. Can you imagine? Whoa! Yeah, that's how you gave me a four point. You got like a four point checkpoint for corn maze. That's right. Buzzword here. When I was growing up, uh, there were some friends that we knew that did a corn maze, and we would play paintball in the corn maze. <laughs> That's wild. Which sounds like this fun. Thing, I mean, but there's some pretty close quarters when you turn around a, a corner of a corn maze. There's a guy right there, and paintball hurts that close. <laughs> I, I just kept thinking to myself, I mean, this is the stuff of a horror movie. So there was, we were, wait, we had a group of 30 of us, we had the Denver Lutheran Youth Group. If you're, by the way, in Denver and in high school, you should plug into this Denver Lutheran Youth Group. It's fantastic. We get together once a month and goof off. So there, so we are all out of the maze on time except for two guys. We're like, where, where are they? And they come walking down the road. They got so lost that they weren't even in the corn maze anymore. <laughs> and then they, and then they weren't even in the corn field. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad sign when you think when, when you're out of the maze, just going through corn rows, and you think that you're still in the maze. You're lost. <laughs> you are. And then you're like, you're like behind some dumpsters, some guy's house. You're like, uh, hmm. Rottweilers. This, yeah, this is a weird twist. Anyway. That's, like, that's a metaphor for Table Talk Radio. What are we even talking about? Anyway, so back to my buzzword. game show. Yeah. The okay. checkpoints of, of uh, my buzzword to keep us on track. So, mystery, this is uh, a word that's used throughout the New Testament to talk about the God that was once veiled but now revealed, so that uh, uh, we had uh, not known of God's disposition, disposition towards us. We uh, knew only of uh, his promises for, um, for salvation, his promises for redemption, but in Christ it is actually brought uh, to fruition. So it's, it's revealed. And so Paul will talk this way of this mystery that has been handed to us um, that is uh, the truth of the gospel, the truth of God's disposition towards us, that he loves us, he has forgiven us, he reconciles us through Jesus. And that's a mystery um, brought to, um, to, to, to revelation. Now, um, so you can use mysterium. Now, it's interesting then that this word um, in the Latin, sacramentum was used for that word mystery, which is what the church began to use to describe those means of grace, which are a mystery, and here's the thing about the when we talk about mystery, uh, that we want to understand the mystery to say that not everything is necessarily rationally explained in the scriptures. And so if the Bible speaks about something, that we too can speak about something. But if the Bible is silent about something, then we let that remain a mystery. We don't um, try to explain things beyond what the Bible says. So uh, you have four buzzwords before you you have to get all four to total 500 points is that it okay let's move on then to an email questions at table hey pastors wolfmuller and gigline oh you're you want to tell the email so we get more of these questions that's all right, right. go we, ahead we have plenty to work up don't worry about it it's it's a mystery okay. email hey, that's right hey pastors wolfmuller and gigline oh this is this is from an australian listener <clears throat> it's he's from a funny little town in australia it's called a 19 year old listener in Australia. That is the weirdest so, name for a city in Australia I've ever heard of. 
19-year-old listener. It sounds better in Australian. I have a question about having an encounter with Jesus. From my hearing, some of the sermons at a, here at a certain Concordia University, at the Concordia University of 19-year-old listener Australia, a <laughs> smaller known Concordia University, have focused on having an encounter with Jesus. Is this mysticism, or is it the gospel, or what language is this? Or perhaps a third alternative I'm not considering. It struck it struck me the wrong way, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the language is wrong. Even if this language is not unorthodox or heretical, it's, is it helpful language? Thanks for all you both do for the church in Christ. Isaiah from 19-year-old listener, Australia. All right. Thank you for writing in from Australia. Uh, so what was, what was the actual <laughs> the, the line that we were to consider? Having an encounter with Jesus. Oh, very good. So the sermons he's hearing are focused on having an encounter with Jesus. Is that language helpful? Is it useful? Is it mysticism? Something else? Is it gospel? Is it good? Encounter with Jesus. Go. Well, I think the, f- the first place to start whenever asking this question is, do the scriptures themselves use the language? And I'm racking my brain. I don't think that the Bible does talk about having an encounter with Jesus. So that should start w- with a red flag. Yeah, it's it's not just because the Bible doesn't use the language doesn't mean we can't say it. Right. But it it is it's so it is to say what well, does the Bible have the teaching? What what do we mean when we say uh, we were talking about this the other day? Was this on table talk? Uh, we, we had the language of culture, which is fine. We talk about culture all the time, and I think it's a useful word, useful language. But it's not a biblical word. So we say, what does the Bible use? How does the Bible talk about culture? And the closest we came up with was the futility of the Gentile mind. <laughs> So, so when people tell us, "Hey, we really got to understand the culture," say, "Yeah, that's right. We really need to understand the futility of the Gentile mind." Now, that really puts it in the right context. So, to say, how, what language would the Bible use to describe an encounter with Jesus? I think that's that's maybe that, that's a, to sort of try to get behind this sort of thing. And I suppose well, there are lots of people that have encounters with Jesus, right? Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, as as I think we read through the scriptures, um, the people who are having an encounter with Jesus are those people who are, are, are looking upon his, his flesh, who are uh, listening to him speak with his uh, human voice box, uh, who maybe even see him crucified. Those are the people who have a real encounter with Jesus. Uh, now that uh, Jesus is certainly now present everywhere, uh, but the encounter that we have with him is in the means that he's bestowed to us, so that because he's not walking about having an encounter with each and every one of us, he um, binds himself to the, his word and to the sacraments so that that's a place where we can actually encounter Jesus. Yeah, that's right. and so it could be good language in this sense. There is a danger, I think, that we face in our day, I suppose in every day, our yesterdays also, and even maybe our tomorrows. But the, uh, the danger would be that, that Jesus is removed far from us. And so, you know, as an example, you get the preaching about Jesus, not the preaching of Jesus, you, that everything is informative, sort of alive in this mental world, and, and we lose the realism of, which I don't, that, that's, we, just, we forget the truth that Jesus is on the throne, ruling and reigning all things for the sake of the church, that he's in charge, that he's ascended, and that in his word, he's present to bless and serve and forgive. And so, if you want to... If you're trying to fight against the idea that there's an imaginary Jesus with imaginary forgiveness and an, and it's all abstraction, and so you want to you want to talk about the the encounter with Jesus in that, whoa! You just cut cut me off when it's time for the break. That's how that goes. Keep going. We have about ten seconds. Oh, it's 
So, so, but there is a danger for the encounter with Jesus. It's embracing the idea of existentialism. We'll probably have to unfold that for 30 seconds on the other side of this. All right, unfolding right after this. Stay tuned. You're listening to Table Talk. Uh, Guys, this is really bad. I, I can't do this anymore. I'm taking some old Luther stuff, pulling it out of the collections and publishing it. You can download it for free or buy them for five bucks. Find it, the Everyone's Luther, at wolfmuller.co. Click on the books at the top of the page. Hey, guys, I have some bad news. Unfortunately, when we were recording this segment of the show, we had a problem, and it did not get recorded. And I know what you're thinking. It must have been something that Pastor Wolfmuller had done. But in this case, lo and behold, it was actually my fault, my own fault, my own most grievous fault. It's a very technical process. It's uh, hard to describe, but basically it comes down to me forgetting to hit record. But don't worry, our guest, Matthew Garnett, has a recording saved from his phone. And you know what that means? It means the audio is terrible. So I apologize so much for the audio quality of this next segment, but at least you have a little bit of the content, and then the next segment will be just fine. All right, thank you guys for listening, and thanks for putting up with us. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. All right, I think I caught you right in the middle of a thought which is surprising for you, but uh, continue. Um, yeah, normally my thoughts are so short. <laughs> so I mean, so the, very the short. The chances of the commercial break stopping your thought are, are pretty slim. But this That's time, right. The beginning and the end of the thoughts are just right next to each other. <laughs> uh, we were talking about the encounter with Jesus language, how it could be helpful as a fighting against... <laughs> See, this is not meant to be... Because somehow you're getting cut off. Someone does not. Right at the precise moment. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, that's right. So it's this kind of existentialism that says that the main thing is how it is is the the, like the gospel impact. So how it impacts me. It's a form of sort of reader response criticism. So so the encounter with Jesus means that you know Jesus is sitting there on the throne, but now what matters is I'm I am encountering him. I'm having this moment where where the, the breaking in of, of Jesus, this kind of thing. And that is not, that's probably not helpful. So I don't know, it could go either way. So to answer Isaiah, it depends on how the encounter language is being used. If it's used in kind of a, uh, that the person would have a reaction to what they're hearing, then it's not so good. But if it's trying to fight against the idea that God is up above and nowhere to be found, then it might be okay. He's right to be, let me just, speak to Isaiah in his heart language. You're right. You're right to be... Okay, there you go. All right, let's move on. make sure you understand them. We don't even need an Australian translator around here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go to our special guest. On the line, we have Matthew Garnett. He's host of the podcast In Layman's Terms. He's been on the show before. Welcome back, Matt. Great to have you on. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Well, I'm excited to have you on because I have um, another contender to go against Pastor Wolfmuller in another round of Bible B, and you have agreed to, to step up to the challenge. So uh, how have you been preparing for this? Oh, well, you know, just reading and studying my Bible, and uh, uh, the, the children like to play this with me at home as well. We call it Stump Dad. 
So they'll pick out a, a Bible verse uh, or a passage and, and then sometimes just one word and try to make me guess where that comes from. We pretty good, pretty good catechesis. We do around the dinner table um, after we eat and we'll do that with the catechism and uh, confessions as well. So I'm, uh, I think I'm, uh, I'm sharpened up, boned up, ready to take on uh, Pastor Wolf Mueller in this. Very good. Well, before we get started, tell us a little bit about how In Layman's Terms podcast is going. Uh, it's going really well. Going really well. Uh, we, you know, I'm a, I'm a truck driver, and so, uh, you know, I make plenty of money doing that, and, uh, you know, I'm getting, getting the thing to a point where I can monetize it. Now, I think we're going to talk a little bit about that sort of thing later, but, in, but instead of uh, taking the money I might make off the podcast from donations and whatnot and, you know, pocketing it, I guess, <laughs> um, I've, you know, talked to a couple people and we're going to be giving that money to charity so uh so we're getting our listenership up there we're, we're really tackling some some tough topics we've uh, been focused really a lot on uh postmodernism and how that uh melds with religion and how it affects politics and you know the the different uh, things going on out there with with youtube and the intellectual dark web the whole jordan peterson phenomenon is some of the stuff we've been tackling taking on some of the uh some of the uh, the popular atheists like Sam Harris and uh, showing where where their uh, arguments don't hold water uh, philosophically or scripturally, obviously. And uh, yeah, it's it's going great. We're getting a great response from, from that sort of thing. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, people can check it out at uh, laymanstermsradio.org. Is that correct? Yep, that's right. Yep, exactly right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's take a look then at your first round for Bible B. In the first round, uh, you get one hundred points. For three verses, and your verses are as follows. Uh, I'm just going to count off the verses. Okay, here we go. Uh, who were once disobedient when the patience of God kept waiting in the days of Noah during the construction of the ark, in which a few, that is, eight persons, were brought safely through the water, and corresponding to that, baptism now saves you, not the removal of dirt from the flesh, but an appeal to God for a good conscience the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Okay, well that's definitely New Testament, because we've got Christ mentioned by name there. And that is not gospel. That's not in the gospels. So it's got to to boil this down to the epistles. And that does not sound Pauline to me, at least. And that's a fairly, that's a fairly familiar passage for us Lutherans. Uh, You know, we uh, proclaiming our uh, confessions that, that baptism does save, and that's exactly what uh, St. Peter is teaching us here from First Peter, I believe. That is correct. All right. No, I'm, just, I'm just impressed that you're able to pick it out as a as, as not being a Pauline epistle, but actually from Peter. The great work on there, identifying the writing styles and all that. Right on. Uh, now, give us... It doesn't sound Pauline. That's very sophisticated. <laughs> now, that's like me when I go to Taco Bell and I said, it doesn't taste Mexican. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very sophisticated... Yeah. yeah, you have quite. I just wanted to, everybody to know that I share in that same sophisticated, <laughs> well, it's, same well. sophisticated theological palate. Right, it's it's all that higher, uh, all that training I got in higher criticism when I went to Claremont School of Theology. You know, we could really, we could oh, even pick, yeah, we could even pick out which uh, which of the Pauline epistles weren't Pauline, which is pretty amazing, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. All right. Well, given probably the more important point is uh, law or gospel on this passage. 
Well, I think you have both really contained there. Um, you're talking about the flood, which is God's judgment uh, upon a rebellious people. But yet you have the mention of baptism there, uh, and and Peter parallels those two things to say that you know what we what we deserve and what we see in the waters of baptism is is our, is the the punishment we deserve for our sins, which is death. But but we are raised again with Christ th uh, through the baptism. So what actually should kill us saves us. So I think we have both a good law and gospel passage there. I think would would preach that way in in my opinion. All right, well done. So I'll give you 100 points for getting the verse and 200 points for getting Law of Gospel, bringing you to a total of 300 Table Talk Radio points. Nice. And now we'll nice. go to Pastor Wolfmiller's first, uh, or the first round. Are you ready, Pastor Wolfmiller? Oh, yeah, man, I'm board ready. All right, here it is. He will dwell on the heights. His refuge will be impregnable, the impregnable rock. His bread will be given him. His water will be sure. Your eyes will see the king and his beauty. They will behold a distant land. Your heart will meditate on terror. Where is he who counts? Where is he who weighs? Where is he who counts the tower? Wow. <laughs> That's very mysterious. <laughs> oh, you got a buzzword. Well, kind of. Mysterious wasn't a buzzword. Mystery was. That's a this is a great mystery. <laughs> he dwells on high. He gets the bread delivered to him. You count the towers. So, okay, so this is this doesn't sound Pauline to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it sounds Old Testamenty. Um, it sounds it's also prophetic. So it's kind of it's a poetic thing. It has to do with. How, can you read that little phrase about the towers? Um, where is he who counts the towers? I think that, oh, bummer, we're going to miss out on his insights yep. once again. Because there's the key, I think that little tower verse is going to be the key, um, because this has to do with Jerusalem. So if I was to guess, this has to do with Jerusalem falling down. So, the, so a lot of the prophetic preaching has to do with Jerusalem and the towers there in Jerusalem, is the Lord going to protect the city? Is the Lord going to tear the city down? And you and you have it sort of coming in waves. You have the, the before the exile, then you have the during the exile, then you have that after the exile, looking forward to the what's coming next. So, I mean, it's kind of all the prophets. Isn't it? But this, where is he who counts the towers? Uh, I think this is going to have to do with the pride of the people going into the exile. So I'm going to put this as like a pre, this is just kind of, really grasping at a straw here, but like a pre-exilic prophet. Um, so that would be, but, uh, that would be someone like Jeremiah. So I'm going to say, wh what is, who is the prophet Jeremiah? I'm sorry, that is incorrect. It was a very good try. You're actually looking for the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 33, uh, 16 through 18. I was worried that uh, his refuge being impregnable rock would be a giveaway. <laughs> that would have been a good round three. Impregnable. Impregnable. How do you in, how do you pregnant a rock? Any, anywho, that's what, that's what makes it so impregnable. <laughs> I think pregnable and pregnant are probably. Man, we're having a lot of connection issues with festival today. They have to be a. a a related thing. So, right. Anyway, 
Uh, so no points. I don't know if that's law or gospel. I would suspect. So Isaiah 33. That, that, so now the Jerusalem has survived the assault of the Assyrians, like in chapter 27, and it, and he's looking. And Isaiah is really starting to preach the kingdom of God there against the pride of Jerusalem, but in comfort of the remnant. Um, I don't know. I can't tell if it's law or gospel. All right, so zero points for getting the verse and zero points for getting law or gospel, bringing you to a total of zero. I will give you credit, 125 points for getting uh, one of your buzzwords so far. So yeah. that's where we're at. That's where we're going to take a break. Round two and three uh, coming up right after this break. We'll continue playing Bible Bee uh, with Matthew Garnett. He's the host of In Layman's Terms podcast. Check it out. He's from Port Wine, Australia. (laughs) Port Wine, Queensland, Australia. Yeah, Matt, do you ever do your your podcast in an Australian accent? Uh, I'm afraid I don't have that level of talent. We just try to keep our heads above water. (laughs) Very few people. Stay with that. Keep doing that. All right, we'll be right back. You're on Table Talk Radio. Don't go away. I save all the good stuff for grappling with the text, a little video Bible study that you could find at worldvieweverlasting.com. What's this button do? The button that says record. Uh, be quiet. <laughs> be quiet. Coming from the guy who does nothing for this show except talk. Hey, at least I'm not supposed to do nothing. <laughs> Wait. At least that's what I'm supposed to you do. You know, every every other time you put something out there, you have to say, "Hey, this is why the quality is so bad." Now I'm just kind of I'm 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 sinking to the level of production of Pastor Wolfmuller. Yeah. Anyway, sorry it's about that. Rule. Sorry about that. Anyway, we're that back. Good thing and... Matt had the Matthew had the backup. So. <laughs> I love yeah. it when I love it when our guest uh, is recording for us just in case we screw up. Like I, I'm not sure this is going to work out well. I'm going to go ahead and record it myself. <laughs> That's like bringing your own sermon to church, you know, just in case. Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad well, idea. All right. Well, it, we're on round two then where you get one verse and the possibility of getting 200 Table, table Talk radio points. It's Matt's turn. Here's your verse. It says, he saved us not on the basis of deeds, which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit. Okay, that is definitely not Old Testament. We've got we've got the talk of the Holy Spirit like that, very very New Testamenty, as Pastor Wolfmuller would say. And a lot of talk in the Gospels about baptism, but not but not along these lines. Um, this is this is a bit different talk about baptism. It's pretty distinctive to. St. Paul's corpus this time, and it's definitely Pauline, and a very familiar verse to us Lutherans, um, one I could probably wake up from whatever dead sleep and, and say this, because I've heard my son re- repeat uh, this verse, which comes from Titus. Titus is correct for another 200 points. Well done, and we need a little law gospel on that one. That is that is pretty much straight gospel, uh, because it talks about us not being saved by, by our works, but by but by God's works, and in particular, in this case, uh, again in in baptism, we are saved. So that is gospel. 
Got it. All right. So that brings your total, another 200 points Man. for Log Gospel, 700 Table Talk Radio points. Yeah. Who knew anyone could get so many points? All right, Pastor Wolf there. <laughs> I don't it's, it's weird. It's that verse is from St. Paul's Corpse. I don't know what. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for your round two, Pastor Wolf Miller? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm born ready. All right. Here, How do I come back from here? Can here, you amp up the amount of points? Well, you, you have a lot. I'd of like bu- to wager 700 points. You Alex. have a lot of buzzwords you could get, so let's see if you can work those in. Okay. Um, yeah, here's yeah. your one verse I'm clue. Gonna... It says, All right. you yeah. who yeah. are far away yeah. hear yeah. what I have done, and you who are near acknowledge my might. Oh, boy. Okay, so this is not a verse about the sacraments. Although it is about preaching. You who you who are far away, and you who are near, this is one of these verses. This is kind of great. Like the Psalms are start this cry to God to hear, and this, and then so the, the prophetic preaching starts the same way. Hey, you guys, you guys should listen to what I'm saying. Everyone far away, everyone close by, listen up. Uh, but there was oh, how am I supposed to? All right, you got to give it to me one more time. Oh, I just turned away, but don't worry, I know where it was. I can get it again. I was uh, working ahead to to look up uh, Matt's round three. Um, what do you remember it to be? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just kidding. You who are far away, hear right my here. voice. All right. <laughs> you who are near, listen to my voice. <laughs> All right. Something like that. You who are far away, hear what I have done, and you who are near, acknowledge done. my might. Acknowledge my might. You who are near. Oh, oh, oh hey, hey, oh, hey, 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 I got an Whoa, idea. Easy. Because um, you want to, it's, so, uh, okay, I'm going to say this is going to be a prophet, Old Testament kind of prophet, and it's going to be, and it has this division of those who are near and far. I'm going to say that this is going to be a preaching of the exile, and one of the marks of a guy like Ezekiel, the prophet, is that he'll preach to the people in Jerusalem and to the people who are um, in exile, and he preaches the law and a gospel kind of differently to them. So you guys over there, you got to see the strength of God. You guys over here, you got to see the comfort of God. So this is, I think this is going to be the uh, preaching of the prophet uh, Ezekiel. So who is the prophet Ezekiel? I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Good guess, though. I, I thought that was a good guess, but that was uh, incorrect hmm. nonetheless. Hmm. Um, you were actually looking for the book of Isaiah, This comes from chapter 33. (laughs) Seems seems to be a pretty good book to use for Bible B. (laughs) So so law or gospel, Pastor Wolfie? So Isaiah does the same thing, especially after... did I mention before after 27 or 23 or whatever? Yeah, 27. Had, like Isaiah breaks into the historical narrative, and then he and then he's got, really zooms in. He's got he's got law for the people, gospel for the remnant, and 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 I would just guess if we could shake out this a little bit more, uh, that it would break into those two directions: uh, law for the people, gospel for the remnant. That that so a little bit of both would be my suspicion. Okay, well. You get zero points for getting it correctly, and then that disqualifies you for the possibility of getting law gospel. That leaves you with still Don't I get points for the just one hundred and twenty-five. Uh, you you said there. I said it wasn't the about sac- the sac- <laughs> Okay, I'll give you another one twenty-five. That brings right. you to. I need everything is. I can get here. 
250 or 350 250 250 yeah all right so now last round of bible b is where you get one word but the possibility of getting 300 table talk radio points and i'm going to make it pretty tough for um for matt here because he's been kind of walloping pastor wolfmuller so um matt not only do you have to get the word but you have to correctly identify where this word is used in its its correct form you'll see what i mean so the word is baptizing. So you, we don't need baptize or baptism, but we need actually as the verb baptizing. Yes. Um, so that's going to be in the New Testament for sure. Uh, good grief. So, and I'm thinking this has got to be the Gospels. If, just off the top of my head, Paul and Peter, they talk about baptism don't say baptizing if i recall correct i'm thinking john the baptist stuff um perhaps i don't know if he they talk about john coming baptizing um but i know for sure i'm fairly certain at least that this is used in what has been dubbed as the great commission uh where christ teaches us to um to baptize all nations but he says baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So I'm going to say this comes from Matthew, St. Matthew's Gospel, 28th chapter. Final answer. You got it. Wow. All right. So that's another 300. I was even trying to make it harder on him, and he nailed it. All right. So all we need now is law, gospel, and we can pretty much put Pastor Wolf another way. <laughs> that, that, up. You uh, never know how many points I'm going to get on the last round. I've been counting myself out. Well, the, um, Christ is giving a command there to to this is specifically to the the apostles at the time, um, which carries on to you you pastors nowadays. Um, so in this, in that sense, it's law. Um, but uh, to to the one hearing it um, would be that would be gospel. So for for you pastors, I think it would be law. Because this is the, this is what you're charged to do as, as ministers of of the mysteries. And uh, to to me, um, hey, he now he's getting my buzzwords. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Oh, I, I, oh, yeah, I got a buzzword, too. Look at Don't that. you have All enough right. points that's, already? That's another 125 <laughs> Table Talk radio points. Uh, but he's making a fair point, though. You know, we, we, we say that the, 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 this passage to go make disciples uh, is gospel, and rightly so. But, uh, you know, there, there, there is a duty incumbent upon the Lord's servants to, to carry it out. And, and so, so, like, the call document, Pastor Wilson, that you have there— is all law <laughs> because it's it's saying that you got to do these things, uh, and I and I suppose you probably fail to do those things perfectly at times. Um, you no, do, nonetheless. I, I'm just guessing you, you, suppose, you, you probably. <laughs> so there's a fair point that you're making, Matt. Cool. All right, so <laughs> let's go on to Pastor Wolfmuller's last round. In oh, yeah, the easy he, one, the bonus points. I'm going to wager 1,200 points out. All right, if only that was how it worked. All right, so um, I'm going to make it. We made it a little bit harder for Matt. We're going to make it a little bit easier for you, but you only have a minute to respond. Uh, but All this right. word is used uh, in several books of the Bible so that you'll have an easier chance of getting maybe one of them. The okay. word is encounter. That's that oh. exactly the bad, worst time to disconnect. Oh, now I have to guess what it was without even knowing what the word is. <laughs> All right, I'll give it to you again. The word is encounter. Uh, really? Mm-hmm. It's multiple? 
Oh yeah. I don't, I don't believe you. <laughs> okay, it's got to be a narrative word, so that's going to be a history book. I'm going to say, can I get multiple points for guessing it right in multiple books? Uh, encounter. Let's just start with one. Gonna encounter. <laughs> How about Book of Acts? Boom! Acts! Boom! Shakalaka! I'm sorry, that is incorrect. All right, next. The- <laughs> Job. <laughs> Hold on. Um, going, I'm going through all the search results. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. I- Isaiah 33. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, that is incorrect. <laughs> you want me to give you one? Where is it then? Uh, it appears Apocryphal in... Apocryphal Esther. Hosea 13.8 says, I will encounter them like the bear robbed of her cubs. <laughs> kind of... <laughs> All right. The Lord. Is that law or gospel? Weird translation <laughs> well, for the bear, I will, t- <laughs> I will tear open their chests. I will also devour them like lionesses, as the wild beast would tear them. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio, where the voice crying in the wilderness is the listener. Hey, daily devotions for your family. Around the Word is found at whatdoesthismean.org. Well, we're back on Table Talk Radio, and we'd be remiss if we did not add up all the points from the previous game of Bible B, where Matthew Garnett finals in with 1,125 Table Talk Radio points to Pastor Wolfman, there's 250, and uh, I'm afraid that's how it's going to land. But uh, in the last segment of the program, we're going to talk with Matt a little bit about a podcast and something he's working on to uh, raise uh, money to, to drill a well. Uh, tell us what you're working on there, Matt. Yeah, so like I was uh, saying before, uh, since I drive trucks, I do just fine with that <clears throat> income-wise. Uh, and I'm getting the podcast is getting to the point where we can do a little monetization. Uh, I got to talking with a churchmate of mine, and her name is uh, Monica Ochola, and she hails from Kenya. And uh, her father, um, uh, uh, Dr. Joseph Ochola Omola, uh, received his uh, his doctorate here from the, from the states at the at the seminary in, in Fort Wayne, and the reason he was able to do that was because of a school he was able to attend there, a, a Christian school, get an education, go on to to get a college education, get his, uh, his seminary degree, and eventually a doctorate. And what he did uh, with uh, he and what he and Monica did was decided to start their own school uh, because they you know just every time. A, a child is educated like this, they're able to, to break out of the poverty that's, that's really, uh, you know, incumbent on somebody born in Kenya. Because in Kenya, it's tough. You know, you don't, uh, you don't have running water. You don't have uh, food uh, readily available. Electricity is even scarce, these, these sorts of things. And so, the, you know, it's, it's almost like you're, <laughs> I hate to put it this crassly, but it's almost like you're camping 24-7. And if you've ever been camping, you know how much work that is. So to try to get an education on top of that is, is very, very difficult. And uh, the more of these kind of barriers uh, you have to, have to contend with, the more difficult the education is. So 
what Monica and I talked about was uh, was through the podcast, and, and we're, we've got several arms of, of fundraising, uh, or she does. But with with us, what she what she wanted to see us do was raise money to drill a well uh, right at site on on, uh, on site at the school there because they get water from the city, but they only get it like three days a week. The rest of the week, the children have to go down to the rivers and streams and and, and haul water back to the school for the day. Now, um, if you know if you guys were sending your children to a school, you you would not send your children to a school where they had to carry water from a stream. Uh, you know, uh, five out of the seven or or four out of the seven days of the week, that would not you would not want that to be part of the, the curriculum for the children. And you know, and you can you know, I grew up on a farm, and if you've ever carried five gallon buckets of water anywhere, you know it, that can take a toll on you physically and it just makes it that much more difficult for the children to learn. And so if we get, if we get a well drilled there, they can, I mean, this is a big domino in all this because then they can completely focus on, on their studies. Um, and, and then that, that also will allow them, they can, uh, they can uh, sell the excess water to people in the city. This will provide water to, to their village. And um, it, it, in that way, then they, they can afford to, to buy, uh, you know, for instance, a, a kitchen, maybe, or get electricity where the food's easier to prepare. And this this is one of the dominoes that I think if we kick over, uh, the, they're really going to have a much better uh, uh, opportunity to, to get educated there. And the, these children are really amazing. Some of them, some of them walk um, two and two and three miles, you know, round trip to get to school. Um, and so they're very dedicated, and they, they know uh, Swahili, they know French, they know English, and they're brilliant children. And um, to just be a, a part of something like this uh, is, is really a, an honor and a privilege. I was really glad to do it. it uh, I'm in a very good situation to do it. And, um, you know, I, that, that just seems like a, a really uh, worthwhile thing to be a part of. And I, I'm asking my listeners to donate one time $50. I've got, an, I've got enough listeners that uh, if we got uh, uh, enough of them, donating that one-time $50 gift, um, we could definitely get it done. And I'd like to make an appeal to your listeners as well to go to laymanstermsradio.org. We've got a GoFundMe set up there uh, that you can that you can donate to. Um, and it's just, a, like I say, just a one-time uh, $50 gift. And if, we, and if we get enough people on, on with this, we can raise the money. Now, we've got to raise between twenty and $30,000. But if you think about it, you split that up among, you know, a few hundred people, um, that, that it's, it's very doable. And so that's, we, that's well, we got seventeen for. listeners, so it's well, a twenty thousand <laughs> divided by seventeen. Well, if each of our right, listeners would well, give one thousand and fifty something dollars, right? Well, in that case, yeah. So, so all right, all you seventeen table tuck listeners, you've got to give. You know, you've got to give a little more than my listeners in that case. You, your one time <laughs> gift will be one thousand fifty dollars. So, well, I did, I did some math, and, and Matt, if each of your Table Talk radio points gave $17, we would reach the mark. But, Pastor Wilfender, <laughs> if each of your points gave $80, we could reach the mark. So, yeah, really, when you, when you, Good when thing you, when my you points are up, rich. <laughs> rich, wealthy points. Uh, now, <laughs> my Matt, points inherited some oil property. <laughs> now, Matt, uh, you, you, you were talking about how Monica's father actually started this school, and it's a a Lutheran school. Right. So, is this a school yeah. for the general education for for students in addition to uh, uh, teaching the Christian faith? Right. That absolutely is right. So, 
many of the children there are interested in, in coming to the states and, and uh, you know doing the same thing uh, that Dr. Omola did, uh, becoming pastors and and these sorts of things, so they can come back and and help uh, Kenya continue to pro- to progress uh, educationally. Uh, so that yes, they, so they teach the required um, you know state curriculum, and, and then on, uh, in addition to that, they are catechized into the Lutheran faith. So it's. Uh, uh, it's it's a it's a good deal all around. Very very positive for for these children and their families um, in that area. And the, and the good part about the way we're doing it here is, uh, you know, if you you know if you donate money to like World Vision or something like that for uh, for a well, I mean they do a nice job, but they've got huge staffs. I mean they've got staffs of people that, that you know probably make salaries, decent salaries, and uh, the, all this money we're raising, we don't keep a dime of it. Every bit of it is going to to these projects so um it's it's a really uh really good setup and we're just hoping to get a uh you know a, a critical mass established here of folks who are willing to willing to donate to it and we can really make a big difference there now have you have you launched this fundraising campaign yet are you seeing a response yet or are we still in the early stages of, of fundraising at this point still fairly uh, early on. I mean, we've raised so far about $2,500, and we, we launched it, uh, I think, four months ago. So it's uh, the pace is a, is a little slow. I'd like to see it uh, pick up, but, but we've we've launched it. It's there. You can see it on the website, uh, you know, laymanstermsradio.org. There's a tab uh, that says Kenya Well Project. You can punch on that, and there's all the information about it. There's uh, testimonies from the children there talking about how much the well would, would be helpful uh, to them. Um, this week, I'm going to have a, a little girl named Catherine, uh, who wrote me a letter about uh, about the uh, how the well would help, and she talks about how you know the days she really dreads those days when she has to go down to the stream to get the water because the the water is polluted by the factories there. They're still kind of mm. in a pre-industrial stage there in Kenya, so they're not real careful about about those sorts of things. And so the water, the streams and the and the rivers, the lakes, these sorts of things get contaminated unfortunately and uh they've got a way to to filter this water to make it safe to drink but it's just it's really uh kind of heartbreaking to hear her talk about that and man if we could step up and do something about that and and like i say thirty thousand dollars really i mean might be something might be a lot of money to you you know you pastors who sometimes you you don't you're getting paid peanuts so it's a lot of money to me but as as an individual but in the grand scheme of things you know um the you know we uh (laughs) We spend half of you know half a billion dollars or more on uh, or what is it half a trillion or something on abortion in in this country. You know, uh, I think we can you know get it together as as uh, Christians and as people who want to see the gospel go forth to, to donate to this project. So it's it's not it seems like a big number, but it's really not if we just all kind of get all hands on deck with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at some of the the pictures on your website right now, and I I see that the the containers that they're carrying the water in probably hold, I'm guessing, uh, two and a half, three gallons. There, but that they they would look like it'd be very awkward to, to to carry. I mean, this is I'm I'm picturing the the kids carrying these little buckets for some distance to to the school so they can have water for the day. Um, this would be a huge right. blessing for them to be able to just be able to go right to the well on site. Yeah, yeah, yes, absolutely. And and like I say, it, it's just, you know, that, that's one thing that is really good about World Visions. They they discovered that when they go in and, and drill these wells, it just, I mean, it, it's just the one domino that if you knock over, just knocks down the rest of the dominoes, and it completely transforms these villages. So um, it's it'd be, it would be 
I mean, it would be transforming. It would be, you know, bringing them in really to to uh, to a more to a proper education and education that we you know we kind of take for granted here in the West. All right, Matt. That's going to be all the time we have. Give us the contact info one more time for people can uh, check that out on themselves and ways they can donate. Yes, absolutely. It's uh, laymanstermsradio.org, and go there, and you'll see a tab that says Kenya Well Project, and then we have a GoFundMe button set up there. You just press on that and make your donation. Simple as that. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the air, and thanks for doing the great work uh, to help the the kiddos in Kenya uh, and, and keep up the great work on the podcast as well. And have fun driving that truck around Fort Wayne, Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And and great job on Bible Bee, by the way, ending up with 1,125 points. Uh, That's that's a a great victory over Pastor Wolf Miller. That's going to be all the time we have for this edition of Table Talk Radio. But thanks for listening to Table Talk Radio. To Brian. To, and to Brian and Evan, who are the stewards of the Mysterion of the Table Talk Radio Points. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this edition of Table That's Talk Pauline, Radio. That, Table that Talk right Radio <laughs> is not for everyone. Please consult your pastor <laughs> before listening Pauline. to Table Pauline. Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep gain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, <sighs> a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the capitalists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.